Hello, 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 and welcome back to Such Like Podcast. I want to start off by thanking you um, again for listening another week. Happy Monday. I hope that whatever you have planned today, whatever you have planned this week, that it will prosper, that it will be great, it will be good. And I also hope that you enjoy your holiday. Today is Labor Day. So, whoop, whoop for a day off from work, right? (laughs) We are going to dive right in to this podcast. The topic is pornography and that is probably such a strange topic for somebody to talk about openly. Um, There are platforms that discuss pornography openly. So I guess I should say I feel like it maybe is a weird topic um, for me to discuss this openly but I have always said my whole entire life that I want to be an open book. I want to help people when and where I can. And I definitely feel like everything that we go through, um, whether it's good, whether it's bad, that we go through it to learn. And then not to keep that lesson we learned to ourself, but to help other people who might potentially go through the same thing. And so I think... For me, it's really important to be vulnerable and open about my mistakes as well because I definitely want my life to not be lived in vain. And for me, that means I want my life to be lived to help other people. And if we keep closed off things that we've gone through and keep other people from knowing about it, knowing about our failures, our fears, our mistakes, our regrets... um, then how are we going to relate to them on such a real and personal level? And so I'm getting very open with y'all. I'm getting very real with you guys. And I know that um, if you're friends with me on social media, not that long ago, maybe last week, I shared a tidbit of my testimony. And that's when I kind of dabbled in letting people know that I struggled with pornography at one point. And... I didn't really go into detail on it because that wasn't the main point of that testimony. I do want to say that I feel like our testimony changes as we obviously encounter different things and go through life and make choices that make um, our lives miserable for a season or really good for a season. Um, So my testimony now as a 28-year-old is definitely different than what it was when I was 16 or when I was 13, or even when I was 18. So we're going to just jump right into this. Um, I don't remember how old I was the first time that I stumbled across pornography. Um, And I say stumbled because it was found very innocently. It was not something that was um, looked for. Um, I... I'm trying to set up somewhat of context for you guys. Um, I don't think... I was a sophomore, maybe a little younger. It might have been 8th grade because it's when I briefly went to school and I was homeschooled for most of my life and I briefly went to school. And it it happened around that time. And we'll just get into it. So I uh, was looking stuff up and... I don't even remember what I was looking up, but it came up, you know, like this old, like 
Google search and it was like XXX. We didn't have parental block on the computer, um, which I don't think my parents, I don't think any of us thought we would need it at that point yet. Um, so, you know, websites popped up and, and immediately it, it caught my attention. I was like, what is that? Like what? So I clicked it and because it was an old school computer, about 50 pop-up ads or whatever popped up immediately I felt ashamed I felt embarrassed I felt like scared to be caught because I was like I don't want to see this I did not I did not sit down and this was not in the plan of sitting on the computer today and so I'm quickly quickly trying to exit it all out stuff keeps popping up and I keep exiting it finally it's all gone my heart is pounding I'm sweating because of when you get so nervous that you start like sweating and I remember thinking I don't want to tell anybody about this because I'm so embarrassed. Like, I really had no intention of finding this. <clears throat> and I think that is probably the mistake that I made by not telling um, my parents or talking to them about it. And so I was like, you know what? It's fine. Like, it's not like I did this on purpose. I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to let it slide. And I'm never going to think about it again. <clears throat> but that is not what happened. And that is not what happens when uh, we get tripped up in sin and we try to just shove it under the rug and like, oh, it's not a big deal. I will never struggle with this again. That's when the devil is like, ha, but you will Um, because you're alone and you have nobody who knows what's going on. And so I'm going to attack your weakness right now because you don't have anybody helping you. You're not gaining strength from anything or anyone. And that's exactly what happened. So probably a week went by and... I started thinking about the images I saw. <clears throat> I started thinking about the words that I saw. I started to become curious. And sin is fun for a season. And I was like, I was intrigued. I was no longer embarrassed. Um, I had time to replay things in my mind. And, and it awoke something in me. And so... Um, about a week later, I was home alone, and this time I went on the computer and I searched for it instead of innocently stumbling across it. <clears throat> and that was that. Um, I felt terrible afterwards, um, and I closed it all out, and I, I felt so much shame, and I felt so much regret also um it was it was a weird feeling for me I obviously had opened something up in me and my parents god love them they had um my dad is like a computer guru so we didn't have parental block on anything but he could search the the history and he did to kind of keep us accountable I think that was his way of being a parental like block Like, in a sense, he would check the history, make sure that things weren't being seen that weren't supposed to be seen. And, of course, in that, he he saw that um, some websites had been looked at that probably shouldn't be looked at by any of the daughters living in his home. And so, before school the next day, so this is why I believe it was, like, eighth grade. It either had to be eighth grade or my sophomore year. I was all ready to go to school, and mom and dad called me in their room that morning, and they were like, hey we need to talk to you. Um, we found some stuff on the computer that is not okay. 
and we are trying to figure out, you know, which of you girls have done this. And I don't know if I was the first one they pulled to talk to you about it. I immediately started crying. You guys, I had a bowl of ice cream before this podcast. So like, that's why I keep coughing and I didn't bring water or coffee in here with me. So I'm sorry that I keep keep clearing my throat. Anyways, I immediately started crying. Um, I admitted to it. I told them, look, the first time was a complete accident. And I promised the second time, yes, like I searched for it. And they immediately said, this isn't what God wants. Um, this is disrespectful. It, it's done outside of marriage. It's done in a degrading way. Um, they were very careful to let me know that sex is okay sex is a beautiful thing and even that when you're married like nothing's off limits like you can that's all of that stuff is okay in a marriage um with your husband what you saw is corrupt that's what the devil has twisted this beautiful thing god created to be so one of these things is how god wants you to have sex when you're married and they kept you know reiterating that obviously um, and then another is it's something that the devil wants you to see and settle for. And it's, it's not, it's not what you should go for. And I had so much respect for my parents and I honestly believed what they were telling me. If, if one of those was from God and one of them was from Satan, um, one of them was beautiful. One of them wasn't, one of them should make you feel good. One of them shouldn't. Um, I took their word for it and I had so much remorse and guilt from having sought it out at that point that I didn't want anything to do with it. And um, God is so gracious, and I never struggled with it again. I never, after that time sitting with them, talking with them, after those two times, the one time stumbling upon it innocently, the second time searching it out, all through the rest of my teenage years, I never thought back to it. I, I never had a desire for it. I had a desire to, to be pure. I had a desire to save myself for my future husband. And I had a desire to think on things that were pure and noble and good and true. And I wanted to not just say in youth group that I was doing these things. I wanted to actually do them. I wanted, that is how I wanted to live my life. And then fast forward to about uh, two-ish years ago, um, I got in a really dark place. I ended up going through a divorce, ended up questioning my faith a lot, and I was looking for things to make me feel good. I was trying things I had never done before. I was partying, I was drinking, I was going to the bar, um, I was doing it all. I was saying yes to everything. I was having a sexual relationship with my boyfriend at the time, which is Dave. He's, I say at the time because he's my husband now. It's so great. I love him. But I was looking for anything to make me feel good. And all of the sudden, out of nowhere, I remembered pornography. Never had thought about it. Um, and I, I mean, I woke it in me again and I was curious and I had nothing in me making me feel convicted about 
wanting to watch pornography. I had nothing in me um, making me question my, like why I would want to do this. Normally, my relationship with the Lord is what kept me from doing things like that um, or making mistakes or choosing my fleshly desire over what I know is the better thing to do. <clears throat> but I didn't have a great relationship with God at this time. I didn't have any relationship with God at this time. I knew God was real. I never quit believing in him. But I also, I didn't want to have anything to do with him. I wanted to live how I was living. I wanted to experience the things I was experiencing. And therefore, when I came across pornography again, I didn't have that urge to turn it off or to turn away from it. And that opened the door big it opened the door hard. I found myself addicted to pornography. I found myself watching it, if not once a day, multiple times a day. Um, I found myself, this is how I know it was bad. I got to the place where it literally became a part of my day. Like my day didn't feel complete if I didn't sit down and watch pornography at some point in my day. And I never felt bad after doing it. Um, like I said, we, when we don't have the Lord to bring conviction, it, it's a lot easier to make decisions that are not good for us. And then God, who loves each and every one of you so much, whether you are a Christian or not, um, God loves you. Whether you believe in him or not, it doesn't count you out whether you hate him or not. Like, he knows you, he sees you, and he absolutely loves you. And he wants to give you good things. And he'll give you good things even if you're not following him. And I'm living proof of that. Um, when I got pregnant, that's when I really started to open my heart back up to the Lord. Here I was somebody who wasn't living for him, somebody who was living for herself, who was being selfish, making decisions that weren't the best for her. I wasn't the best employee. I wasn't the best daughter. I wasn't even the best girlfriend to Dave at the time. Um, I was just really living selfish. And in all of that, God sought to change my life and to give me a gift. And that is the gift of Ivy. And I always say she's my godsend. Um, God really sent her to me. And if it weren't for her, I'm not sure that I would be exactly where I'm at today. I made the choice that when I had a daughter, I didn't want her to struggle with the things that I struggled with. I didn't want to be bound. I didn't want to do those things while I had this beautiful life growing inside of me. I didn't want to keep doing that. And it was not an easy thing to turn off. You come from watching that multiple times a day to trying to quit cold turkey and anything that you become addicted to, it is going to be so hard to overcome it. And that's not just with pornography. That's with your eating habits. It's with exercise. If you're not used to it, it is so hard to course correct if that makes sense it's so hard to 
once you've started it, to stop cold turkey, to just quit it. And I mean, I've never been addicted to smoking, but I imagine it's the same with that. You hear people quit all the time and then pick it back up because it's so hard to get rid of. It's so hard to not do. And so here I was, um, we found that we were pregnant with Ivy very early. I think four weeks, if not, it was about, it was between four and six weeks that we found out. And I know that because the very first appointment I made, we were eight weeks and I had made that appointment a couple weeks prior to finding out. So it didn't magically disappear. It didn't magically go away. The, the urge to do that. It was so hard when you find yourself in a place where you're doing something, you know, you shouldn't be doing, but you can't stop doing it. And you really, really want to quit doing it, but it's so hard to stop doing it because you've created this habit. You've created this thing in your life that it's, it's really hard to let go of. And I had to probably the the last time that I did it was it was in like I said the early early stages of being pregnant. And I would go like a couple days and I'd succeed and then I would find myself home alone and and I would mess up and I would be in tears. Oh, I would cry. I would feel so bad because I didn't want to be this mother. I didn't want, like I said, I didn't want to be in bondage to something. I didn't want, I didn't want that to be my story. I wanted Ivy to come with me having my stuff together (laughs) and not having it all together, but with at least being a strong woman who could overcome something she felt like she didn't want to bring her daughter into. I didn't want, when I pictured myself being a mother, I didn't want to picture myself watching those things and doing those things. And then even to go further, I didn't want to picture my daughter watching those things or coming across those things or struggling with those things. And that was a a big push to help me overcome it. And I can tell you this, that God is great because the more that I said no, the easier it got. It would be a week. And then that week turned into two. And then that two weeks turned into two months. And then that two months turned into seven months. And here I found myself no longer struggling. And it, like I said, it didn't start out like that. There were there were times that it would hit me, that urge would come and I would be like, oh my gosh, I want to do this, but I've done so good. I can't. No, I need to say no. And um, something that really, really helped me with that is this verse that I'm going to share. And it's from 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And it says, no temptation or test that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He'll always be there to help you come through it. And that was huge for me. So when those urges would come, I would remember this verse. And this verse is essentially saying that the creator of the universe is letting this temptation come to me. And he has faith in me that I can overcome it. Because if he didn't think I could overcome it, I wouldn't be tempted with it. And that set me up for, I feel like that set me up for success. The creator who created everything has faith in me, Alicia, this person who's struggling with this situation and this sin, and he's he's allowing it to come because he knows I can overcome it. He knows I've got it in me. And that helped me so much to remember this verse. So when those times would come up, I would be like, you know what? 
God says I can get through this. God says I can get over this. I'd get up off the couch. I'd go find something to do. And it would leave my mind. And I can sit here and tell you that from the early, early, early stages of my like first trimester to now, this is something that I have faithfully and wholeheartedly overcome. This is something I no longer struggle with. This is something I no longer think about. Um, I am fulfilled with the relationship that God has given me with my husband. I am fulfilled with the relationship that God has given me with my daughter. I am fulfilled in God's word. I'm fulfilled in my relationship with him. I'm fulfilled in who he says that I am, the power he says that I have. And I only was able to overcome it through his word. Also, (laughs) through my mind. Your mind is so powerful. I really, I really had to train how I thought about it. I had to train, um, I had to retrain my mind. Basically I had to like do a mind reset because here, you know, prior to getting pregnant, I was searching articles that were pro porn. I was searching articles that were pro self-pleasing, that it was good for anxiety and good for stress. I was finding ways to help myself be okay with what I was doing and that it was not just okay, but even further, it was beneficial for me. And so I had done all of that training in my mind to say, this is okay. This is fine. This is good for you. I had to retrain my mind to say, no, this isn't okay. This isn't good for you. And like I said, through, through God's word and through him, I was able to overcome it. I just want to open up for a moment that the floor in the sense that if this is something that you're struggling with, I want you to know that you're not alone. You're not dirty. You're not gross. Um, you're not less than because you're struggling with this or because you partake in this. Um, even if you don't think it's wrong, it is only because those are real people involved in what you're watching. And It's not always innocent. It's not always good. It's not always great. We don't always know the full story behind a video. Um, And God has so much better for you. He has something so much better, so much more respectful to you as a woman or to you as a man. He has something so much more beautiful, so much more fulfilling than what is out there. And I want you to know that if you want to overcome it, you can. And like I said, I want you to know that if it's something that you're struggling with and you're ashamed of it, don't be. Because can can I just tell you, we are all human. We are not born perfect. We will not be perfect. We will never reach perfection. Here on earth, like we will struggle. We will make mistakes. We will fail. And I think where we go wrong is pretending that we have it all together and having up this facade and especially Christians. I was like that when I was younger. We don't have it all together and our weaknesses can become our strengths. Me sitting here sharing something I struggled with. I hope that this can help you. I hope that this can strengthen you. And I want you to know that we don't have it all together. We're going to, we're going to fall sometimes and we're going to stumble sometimes. And I really want to open up the dialogue for people to be able to share that they're not perfect. Nobody's expecting you to be. Nobody's expecting you to have it all together. And if they are come to me because I'm not expecting you to have it all together. Um, there is one more verse 
that I wanted to share, and it's First John 1, 8 through 10, and I have to find it on my phone. I didn't have it pulled up. Look at me. I always think that I'm doing so great with this podcast, and then something happens, and What in the world, y'all? I just opened my Bible app and I don't even know what language this is in. <laughs> what? Oh, it's a Jewish Bible. That's why. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's literally in another language. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, first John. I thought I was going crazy. It looked like some like alien writing or something. I was like, did I even get a hold of my phone? But I just came from Bible study not that long ago, so I was the last person on my phone. Um, but that explains it. It was, it was the Jewish Bible. So that's Hebrew. All right, First John 1, 8 through 10. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and there is no truth in us. But if we confess our sins to God, he will keep his promise and do what is right. He will forgive us our sins and purify us from all our wrongdoing. And that's what I want to focus on. We all have sin. We all have mistakes we've made. We all have bondage. We all have things that we've gone through. And God doesn't want us to get on a pedestal and to blurt out our sins to everybody. He doesn't want you to make a podcast and tell everybody what you struggle with. Just me for some reason. This is just me putting myself out there. He's not expecting you to do that. But he is expecting you to have a talk with him, have some dialogue with him. Even like I said, even if you're not a Christian and you're struggling with something and you want to overcome it, but you're not sure about God and all of that idea, just if you open up and say, look, Lord, Jesus, this is something I'm kind of struggling with and I want to be a better person and I don't want to do this. And so I'm confessing to you, this is what I'm having an issue with. And God will keep his promise. And I can attest to that. He kept his promise. And when we do what is right, he forgives us. And then he doesn't just forgive us, but he brings this purification to us that really begins to transform us and makes us no longer want to do the things that we used to want to do. It's so amazing. I literally love it. I I am all about like self-help and like meditation and affirmations and motivating words. Like I love all of that stuff, but I also love that we have a God who actually transforms us too. Um, he's not afar. He's not uninvolved in our lives. Like he's just kind of hanging around like, yeah, this is great that you're doing all these affirmations and stuff, but Hey, like do that. And also if you talk to me, I can totally change your life. I can totally transform your life. I can make you a better person. So that is what I wanted to share with you guys. I hope that nothing I shared was too much information, but at the same time, I really want to be open and I really want to talk about these things. And I think that we don't talk about them enough. I think that we don't talk about our sins enough with each other because we try to hide them for whatever reason, because we all know that we all go through things and that's okay. We're human, like I said. So I hope you guys um, learned something from this podcast. I hope it spoke to you in some way or another. If you want to reach out to me and... um, 
send me a message about maybe some other topics that we can talk about. Um, if it's something I've gone through, I would totally be an open book with you. If it's something I haven't gone through, I can do my research, possibly find a friend or mentor who has gone through it, who can bring some light on the situation. And um, I'm so excited to see where this is going to go. This is our second episode it's releasing on a holiday so hopefully you guys get to listen to it if not maybe Tuesday on your way back to work on your way um, back to the gym whatever you might be doing on Tuesday getting back into the groove of a holiday weekend give this a listen if you don't follow us on Instagram you should Um, that's another platform where I'm able to ask you guys about topics that we can talk about um, interactions back and forth it's all lowercase and it's one word such like podcast so give us a follow if you're listening on apple go ahead and give us a subscribe um, write a review if you'd like to and if you're listening on spotify give us a follow that just means that you're going to have access easier to the podcasts when they release i really really appreciate you listening and i hope that this spoke to you i hope that my vulnerability um, has helped you in some way or another and i will talk to you guys next week xoxo